your time and run it now. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. It's not about what you've done. It's about what you do. Welcome to Get You Fit Radio with your host, Irene Cook, the radio show that keeps you healthy and helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. Well, maybe it was several years ago. Maybe it was last weekend. Maybe it was right before last summer, or maybe it's before spring break. Um, Or maybe you're just starting to think about doing this before this next week. Monday, perhaps. But whenever it occurs, it is always a fail. What do you think I'm talking about? Weight loss. Weight loss. Of course, that's what I'm talking about. And and why is it so difficult? Why do we always have to start over? I've never seen something have to begin over and over and over so many times. It's so intriguing to me. Um, when is the last time that you've tried to lose weight permanently through restricting your calories and upping your fitness routine? I'm sure that a lot of you are sitting there thinking, well, isn't that the way you're supposed to lose weight by restricting calories and increasing the amount of calories you work out? Sure. That's, that's, that's how we were taught. Well, did it work? I ask you, did it work? Um, well, I, I don't mean uh, did it work initially. What I mean is did it work in the big picture? So let me rephrase my question. Did you keep the weight off? Were you able to sustain that? And did it actually work in the long run? Did you keep the weight off permanently? Was this practice sustainable? And did you feel satisfied and fulfilled? So today's topic is going to be how can you plan and create and develop a program that's going to be sustainable and that's going to work for you in the long run. Um, yesterday, I had a conversation with somebody that called me about um, my, my new program that's starting in three weeks. And she said, you know, I, I've done so many of these, and, and why is yours any different? So I decided to paint the, the, the bad scenario. I said, the bad scenario is, is this is what will happen if you don't follow my program. And I, and I listed all of the things that would occur if she didn't do what she was supposed to do on my program. And she thought it was really funny. And, and, and this is the one thing that I said to her. I said, no one has ever called me up, ever, in, in the thousands of people that I've worked with and said, Irene, I really, really, really miss waking up feeling bloated. I miss that so much. I miss that feeling. You know, can you help me? I, I, I miss feeling that disgusting feeling of of having to shove that last pizza pizza in my mouth because it's just sitting there and for no reason I decided to eat it. 
And she laughed. She thought that was funny. Why do we do these things to ourselves? We do them because oftentimes when we go on diets, we restrict ourselves to the point where we feel that we have to fill that void anytime we escape from the, the meal plan. So, so let's talk about what is the key? What is the key to this success? Um, by now, you have figured out that there are a million different strategies. There are thousands of different food plans. There's triple of that amount of, of gimmicks out there. So, so I think that this subject could provide enough thoughts and information to, to justify a book in itself. Um, however, in, in the interests of it, um, it, it's actually very depressing um, when you hear the statistics of how many people gain back the weight. Um, if you are somebody that follows me, um, I have it written in my book, uh, Girlfriend's Guide to Weight Loss. Uh, I have it splattered all over the uh, radio show podcast that I, that I talk about. You have a 5% chance of keeping the weight off when you lose it. And the reason for this is because you are losing the weight incorrectly. So let's talk about how you can make this next diet that you go on the very last one that you ever go on. All right, so first things first, lack of willpower. Um, we live in this, this age of instant gratification. Um, we are so used to clicking a, a button and getting it delivered to our front doorstep. Um, there, there are very few restaurants now that you can't just DoorDash. Uh, this is not something that we had 20 or 30 years ago. So, so with this one click of the button, whether it is on your iPhone um, or it's your microwave, you can have food delivered or prepared in minutes. So it would seem that this mindset um, would, would make it easier for you to diet, but in a sense, it, it makes it worse. I want it now. Why shouldn't I have it? So, so you have to work on your willpower. Um, for every single reason that there is out there that you shouldn't have it, people develop these reasons for why they should. I just had yesterday someone say to me that uh, they decided to give up on their their diet because they were tired of forcing their kids to eat the healthier foods. And, and I just sat back and I thought, okay, I understand what they're saying. They, they, they don't want to put up the fight every night at dinner, but on the same token, how is that helping their children um, by caving and, and letting their kids eat fat-filled foods, which are, in a sense, teaching their kids to grow up with these terrible habits? And secondly, secondly, um, the adults involved here are surrendering to their weakness is what they're doing. They are, instead of following through with their commitment in the program that they have signed up for, they are using this one excuse, which is completely invalid, and they're saying, oh, I don't feel like dealing with my kids whining and complaining, so let's go ahead and order Chinese food. And, and now they have gained back all the weight that they lost because of this 
again, surrender to their weakness. I am not suggesting that they feed their children zucchini boats and uh, quinoa kale every night, but they could make a compromise and and they could then help their children in the future um, avoid the the stress and the health concerns that they are now facing themselves. So first things first, work on that willpower. Like I said, there is not one person that has ever called me up and said that they miss that miserable feeling of feeling bloated, having stomach aches, and not feeling good from over-consuming the amount of food that, that, that they had taken in from poor eating habits. All right, next is that poor support structure. So so this kind of offsprings into what I said about, about the kids. Um, listen, I have, I have four kids, and uh, I know I mentioned this earlier on one of my other shows. Um, I have uh, two daughters that are vegetarian. One was vegan for a while. I have a 18-year-old son that will eat anything under under the sun, um, and it better have a lot of protein um, because he's just got to have a lot of protein. Um, I have a very athletic husband who also needs to have everything perfectly figured out with all the right macros, and I have a 10-year-old daughter who has celiac, just as I do. So if that is not a hard equation to figure out at dinner then nothing is. You make it work. Um, That is nothing to be uh, made of into an excuse. You make it work. Um, If there is an excuse, you can figure it out. We all need support. Um, Remember that old saying, behind every good man is a good woman? Well, it's true. Although perhaps I can bring it slightly up to date by stating that behind every successful person is a positive and reinforcing social structure. Not as catchy as the original saying, but far more relevant in today's day. So make that structure supportive. Um, Make sure that your family understands what you're doing and they will be supportive because the bottom line is is that you're doing this for your health. Um, don't let anybody sabotage your efforts. Um, make sure that if you are going out to dinner and your family enjoys going out to dinner, that this is something that they understand is going to have to either get put on the back burner a little bit or that you're going to have to make healthier choices when you do go out to eat. This next one is the biggest one of all. So if you are somebody that has had prior diet fails, tune in. Unrealistic expectations. Um, a great approach for this is, is that we often uh, undersell and overdeliver as far as the media goes. Um, it's very frustrating to me when you watch television and you see these Instagram models that are saying that you can lose, you know, 15 pounds in in a week. It's not possible. Um, Even some of these Biggest Loser contestants that do lose 15 pounds in a week, well, they have a substantial amount of weight to lose, and they are devoting 40 hours a week to doing that. That is not realistic. You need to make sure that you go into your diet knowing that this process should be slow 
and study. Um, no one should start a diet thinking that it's going to go fast. Um, get that out of your head right away. Um, when you're building a house, you know it's going to take a long time. Just just marry that thought. Um, you, if you want a body like Brad Pitt, then it's not going to happen overnight. Um, slow and steady is going to get you there. And furthermore, furthermore, the, the goal here is not to lose the weight. And this is, this is the most important statement that I'm going to make today on the show. The goal is not to lose the weight. The goal is to change your metabolism. Because once you change your metabolism, then you can kind of go back and enjoy some of the things that you really like to enjoy that might not be on the meal plan once you adapt it. So changing your metabolism takes time. It, it, it takes a lot of time, but once you achieve it, then you can kick back and you can go on vacation and you could get back on that scale after your trip and see that the scale did not move. So if you want the long-term results and you want them to be permanent, then you need to understand that this should take a long time. There is nothing at all to brag about when you say, oh, I lost 15 pounds in, in a month. You know, 15 pounds in a month is actually pretty realistic, depending on the, the size of the person. Slow and steady is where it's at. Um, here's a perfect analogy. Here we are. It's March 2020. Before we know it, it's going to be March 2021. The years fly by. Time is going to pass. Would you rather lose the weight and have it regained in a year? Or would you have it lose the weight, have it be slower, and know that you're going to be sitting here in 10 years and have it be still off? So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, um, W-H-R-U-L-P. And I'm talking about uh, how you can keep weight off permanently. Um, this is a, a really important topic because not only are people striving to lose weight, but keeping it off is something that is really not discussed enough in, in this industry. Um, if you're interested in this topic, I'm actually going to be at the Algonquin Library on uh, Tuesday, March 31st at 7 p.m. Um, I will be doing a free presentation, and if you're interested in that, uh, you can just show up. Uh, you can log on to the Algonquin Library website also, or my website, and sign up to ensure that you get a spot. But it's totally free, and I will be going through and talking about all of these fabulous things. All right, so the next thing that is really important, to be on task and to be in route to permanent weight loss, you have to make sure you have clear goals. Um, oftentimes, people don't. They go in there and, and into a, a plan and they think, well, I just want to lose weight. They don't consider the other things that are involved. Um, and I just named a few. The metabolism. You don't want to just lose weight. You want to change your metabolism. You don't want to just lose weight. You want to change the way your body looks. So make sure that you understand that's going to incorporate exercise and it's going to incorporate your sleep habits 
Um, it's going to change what time you go to bed. It's going to change what time you get up in the morning. Um, you don't want to just go into this journey without drawing up a plan of where you want to go and how you're going to get there step by step. You want to know which road you're going to take, and you also want to know what's going to happen when you get there. Um, I just had somebody today and yesterday um, text me and say, well, I got to my goal weight. What do I do now? Um, that's, that's a constant ongoing plan. So these people got to their, their goal weight, which is fabulous, and, and now they don't really know what to do. Uh, oftentimes people will get to their goal weight and then go right back to their old eating habits. And, and you cannot do that. You absolutely 100% cannot do that. I have been on this course of watching my weight now for far too long, 30 some years, and I can't go back to my old eating habits. I don't even remember what my old eating habits are, but I know I can't go back to them. So you have to stay on course at all times. And with that being said, once you develop your goals, you also have to make sure that you are not restricting yourself too much. Um, and, I, and I know I sound like I'm contradicting myself a little bit here because I'm saying make your goals, stick to your goals, but don't stick to them all the time. Um, so there's a little fine line there, and that's, that's where I, I need you to really perk up and listen to this. Um, just as a lack of goals could derail you, um, so could being overly focused on goals um, can derail you as well. Um, I looked at a lady's log just the other day, and I was really flabbergasted at at how she was logging her food. It was so precise. I mean, she had romaine lettuce, three calories, mustard, two calories. Um, I mean, vinegar, uh, one calorie. I mean, it was so precise. And and I call this all or nothing syndrome. Um, this, this lifestyle has to give some, um, it cannot be all or nothing or you're going to fail. And actually the reason I looked at this, this lady's log is she was getting frustrated. Um, she, she finally caved in and said, I don't think I can sustain this, uh, forever. She was getting burnt out because who wants to pull out a log and log something that's three or four calories? Um, and so I had a conversation with her and I said, where do you see yourself in a year? Do you see yourself pulling out your log in a year and logging these minuscule, insignificant things? And, and she had a really hard time breaking away from this really strict, um, devoted, but strict, uh, regimen. And so her, assignment this week was to kind of back off a little bit and only log the things that are really, really important. So you have to have a little leniency because otherwise our brains are are wired to think that if we break off from the regimen um, that we've failed and that we should then quit. So my example for that is um, is the person that is Spot on Monday, perfect Tuesday, Wednesday's awesome, Thursday's great, and then Thursday afternoon, Girl Scout cookies get delivered, 
and she eats three Thin Mints and is having a really hard time coping with it. Well, three Thin Mints is only 150 calories, which isn't terrible, but she's having a really hard time because three Thin Mints are not on the program, and so she can't wrap her brain around the fact that she veered off the plan, and so therefore she is going to order Domino's pizza for dinner and cap it off with some Oberweiss ice cream because she failed. And so then the next day she gets up and she feels bloated and it's Friday, so let's just have a feeding frenzy. So now Monday rolls around and she's up three or four pounds and she's off She's off the diet. She's completely off the diet. And, and who knows when she's going to bring herself to start again. And and she calls that a fail. So in short, don't be one of those people that gets wrapped up in their goals so much that if they if you slip up just a little bit, you throw in the towel. Um, there has to be a little bit of leniency. Um, I call this the sustainable, realistic expectations. Um, have those three thin mints and know that that's okay, but then don't eat the the sleeve of Thin Mints and don't decide you're going to go out to dinner and, and get everything in your stomach that you haven't eaten in the last three months of, of dieting um, because that is not going to get you anywhere. All right, the next really big one, uh, and there's a few of these in this conversation that I had with uh, the person that called me yesterday included this, the fad dieting and the crash dieting. Um, ask yourself before you start a plan, can I do this for the rest of my life? That It's a simple question. So when you are watching an infomercial and the beautiful model is trying to sell you this, what seemingly looks amazing, um, and you, you just have to drink these shakes every day, and or you have to sprinkle this powder on your food that makes it taste bad and makes you not want to eat it or whatever the gimmick is um, and you're you're about to hit PayPal and you're about to buy it the grapefruit diet or the cabbage diet or whatever it is ask yourself am I going to be able to do this in a year can you see yourself doing this in a year no you want to see yourself on a program that you are going to be able to do for the rest of your life. Because if it's not, you're not going to be able to sustain it. Um, you know, come up with every possible analogy to think about it. Is this something that you're going to be able to bring with you on vacation? Is this something that you're going to be able to bring with you when you visit your parents? No, you're not going to pack up shakes. You're not going to drink a shake at Thanksgiving dinner. You're not going to, you, you need to have the tools and you need to understand that this is something that you are going to bring into the real world and incorporate and apply it to your everyday life. And furthermore, back to your children, this is something that your children are going to see you doing. So if it's a crash diet and it's something that um, requires you to drink shakes and and fast for two days or fast detox for a day and your your young children are watching you do this um, you're certainly not teaching them anything and they will mimic your behavior and they will think 
that that is how you are getting healthy. And in a sense, it's not. In a sense, you are actually damaging your metabolism. Um, So then when you do find a healthy food plan and a healthy diet, it's going to take you that much longer to reverse the damage that's been done to your metabolism because all of those things are going to damage your metabolism. Striking calories from your diet, um, not eating for several hours or several days, um, which a lot of these detox crash diets will do. They'll dehydrate you. And you get that instant gratification of getting on the scale and seeing, oh, wow, look, I lost three pounds. I'm so excited. Well, of course, because you haven't eaten anything for three days or you've only drank liquids for three days. Certainly, you're going to see a difference on the scale when that occurs. So make sure that you are understanding exactly what you're doing. Um, The only true way to lose weight The only true way to lose weight is eating healthy, a well-balanced food plan, um, weight train to build muscle, incorporate cardiovascular exercise, even if it's just movement. There's a difference between exercise, where you formally put on your tracksuit, zip it up and go to the gym, and there's actually just movement where you walk around. Um, I've, I've acquired more steps on my, on my Garmin cleaning my house um, than I have going out for a five-mile run. Um, I've gone out for a five-mile run before and literally done nothing else the rest of the day. And I've ended the day with the same amount of steps post-run. I run 10,000 steps after five miles. I end the day with 10,001 steps if I, if I don't do anything else. I clean my house. I could end up with 20,000 steps if I keep moving. So, so be very cognizant of these things. Um, don't skip meals. Don't, don't reduce calories to the point of starvation. Be very aware of your food intake. And don't take any shortcuts. Long-term weight loss takes time and effort and it will be worth it. So to stay committed to your weight loss, you need to be focused. It takes a lot of mental and physical energy to change your habits, and believe me, it will pay off. So I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.